Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. This is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. <clears throat> Good Friday morning to you, that is. I want to get right into what we're going to be talking about today with a deep apology. We were uh, removed from YouTube, so we won't be able to have a number of people that watch YouTube join us today. However, we are still broadcasting on OmegaRadio.org, and we are uh, on Facebook as well. So Blog Talk Radio, Omega Radio, Facebook for today, Okay. Um, I want to get into this. I want to talk about the New World Order today, and there are two New World Orders that are forming simultaneously, and I want to talk about both of them. I'm going to begin today with a few quotes from some of the most famous New World Order advocates concerning the nations of the earth from their ideology. So here are a few of the quotes, and then we'll get into a few other ones here. Uh, This was number one, and I quote, the world is a GD, you you know what it says, but this was quoted, a, a GD evil place. The strong prey on the weak, the rich on the poor. I've given up hope that there is a God that will save us all. How am I supposed to believe that there's a heaven and a hell? when all I see now is hell. That's from Aaron B. Powell, Doomsday Diaries, number three. Uh, This is someone you may have remembered. He said, at present, the developed countries condescend to the developing ones. That was 
George Soros, The Age of Fallibility, Consequences of the War on Terror. Peter Demandis said, we are starting to direct the evolution of our biology and our minds ourselves. As we begin to liberate our thoughts, our memes, our consciousness from the biological constraints that we presently have, this will allow us to evolve far faster and even faster. All right, so faster and faster. Uh, Thomas Stark, Base Reality, said, the paradigm shift is coming. It is written in the dialectic. We are the pathfinders of the dialectic. We are the vanguard of the enlightenment. Someone has to be way ahead of the game to lead everyone else forward. The pioneers, the scouts, the adventurers, the radicals, the explorers, those that first step into the unknown along paths never trod before, surrounded everywhere by darkness, must be exceptional character, boldness, curiosity, and courage. George Soros predicted the 2020 economic crisis, and here we are, the world is facing the economic crisis due to COVID-19. Soros also wrote the book called Reforming Global Capitalism. The question is this, a preparation or a prediction of the reforming global capitalist in the world. All right, so we have um, some other quotes here. Let's get into these. And these are, these are a little bit more intense, I think. So British professor Arnold Toynbee said this, we are at present working discreetly with all our might to wrest the mysterious force called sovereignty out of the clutches of the local nation states of the world. Hmm, Very interesting. Uh, U.S. Vice President Bush said this, the U.S. is leader of the free world, and under this administration is beginning to act like it. If the Europeans don't like it, that's too bad. It's too late to do anything about it now. U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Strobe Talbot said, In the next century, nations as we know it will be obsolete. All states will recognize a single global authority. National sovereignty wasn't such a great idea after all. And again, that was spoken by U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Strobe Talbot, July 20th, 1992. 1992. Richard Gardner, U.S. Council on Foreign Relations, Journal Affairs, uh, in 1974 said, the new world order will have to be built from the bottom up rather than from the top down. Run around national sovereignty, eroding it piece by piece, will accomplish much more than the old-fashioned frontal assault. All right, so now we're beginning to hear a sound about this new world order It is the removal of national sovereignty and bringing everything into a global constraint. We now hear U.S. Pentagon Defense Planning Guide for 1994 to 1999. Here's what it says. America must prevent other states from challenging our leadership or seeking to overturn the established political and economic order. We must maintain the mechanisms for deterring potential competitors from even aspiring to a larger regional or global role. Hmm. All right, U.S. Secretary of Labor Robert Reich, January 7th, 1999, said, 
The dirty little secret is that both houses of Congress are irrelevant. America's domestic policy is now being run by Alan Greenspan and the Federal Reserve. America's foreign policy is now being run by the International Monetary Fund. When the president decides to go to war, he no longer needs a declaration of war from Congress. And then, from the U.S. Project for the New American Century, Rebuilding America's Defenses, Strategy, Forces, and Resources for a New Century, they said this, we need to fight and win multiple simultaneous major theater wars. While the unresolved conflict with Iraq provides the immediate justification, the need for substantial American force presence in the Gulf transcends the issue of the regime of Saddam Hussein. And Erskine Childers, advisor to UN Secretary General, said, whenever the Western powers are determined to get a given vote through either the UN Security Council or the General Assembly, governments are warned. If they do not behave, they will not get debt relief, World Bank capital projects, easier IMF adjustment conditionalities, or urgently needed hard currency, IMF credit to pay off bills or oil bills, Reduction or cutoff in bilateral aid is an additional threat. In other words, if you don't go along with them, you could be in trouble as a nation. French newspaper Le Monde Diplomatique or Diplomatic World, May 1999, said, there seems to be nothing to prevent the transnational corporations taking possession of the planet and subjugating humanity to the dictatorship of capital. In order to crush any thought of organized resistance, to the supporters of the New World Order, tremendous police and military forces are being used to establish a doctrine of repression. U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney, June 2002, said, the plan is for the United States to rule the world. The overt theme is unilateralism, but it is ultimately a story of domination. It calls for the United States to maintain its overwhelming superiority and prevent new rivals from rising up to challenge it on the world stage. It calls for dominion over friends and enemies alike. It says not that the United States must be more powerful or most powerful, but that it must be absolutely powerful. Mm, Dick Cheney. All right, Commander-in-Chief of U.S. Space Command, General Joseph Ashey, August 1993, said we're going to to fight, we're going to fight in space. We're going to fight from space, and we're going to fight into space. We'll expand into these two missions, space control and space force application, because they will become increasingly important. We will engage terrestrial targets someday, ships, airplanes, land targets from space. We will engage targets in space from space. Hmm. He also said, Space represents a fundamentally new and better way to apply military force. U.S. billionaire David Rockefeller to the U.N. Business Conference in 1991 said, we are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crises, and the nations will accept the new world order. He also said, somebody has to take government's place. And business seems to me to be a logical entity to do it, the large corporations. He also said, some even believe we are part of a secret cabal, working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists, 
and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty, and I am proud of it. Very good. All right, Nelson Mandela, 1997, said, how can, very good in showing the heart of the globalist community, uh, how can they have the arrogance to dictate to us where we should go or which countries should be our friends? Gaddafi is my friend. He supported us when we were alone and when those who tried to prevent my visit here today were our enemies. They have no morals. We cannot accept that a state assumes the role of the world's policeman. Johnny Punish, writer, musician, artist, 1998, said, if you live life long enough, eventually you get hit by its shrapnel." All right. Uh, U.S. National Security Strategy document. Just a few more thoughts here. Uh, we must build and maintain our defenses beyond challenge. Our forces will be strong enough to dissuade potential adversaries from pursuing a military buildup in hopes of surpassing or equaling the power of the United States. America will act against such emerging threats before they are fully formed. We must deter and defend against the threat before it is unleashed. We cannot let our enemies strike first. To forestall or prevent such hostile acts by our adversaries, the United States will, if necessary, act preemptively. And then U.S. President Barack Obama said, to ensure prosperity here at home and peace abroad, we all share the belief we have to maintain the strongest military on the planet. And then U.S. Naval historian Alfred Mahan said, governments are corporations and corporations have no souls. Commercial and industrial predominance forces a nation to seek markets and where possible to control them to its own advantage by prepondering force, the ultimate expression of which is possession, an inevitable link in a chain of logical sequences, industry, markets, control, Navy bases, and then U.S. Professor Carol Quigley, Georgetown University, 1966, said this, the powers of financial capitalism had another far-reaching aim, nothing less than to create a world system of financial control in private hands able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. This system was to be controlled in a feudalist fashion by the central banks of the world acting in concert by secret agreements arrived at in frequent private meetings and conferences. The apex of the system was the Bank of International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, a private bank owned and controlled by the world's central banks, which were themselves private corporations. The growth of financial capitalism made possible a centralization of world economic control and use of this power for the direct benefit of financiers and the indirect injury of all other economic groups. And then Special Advisor to George Bush, Richard Clark, in 2002 said, in the wake of 9-11, almost everything we proposed prior to 9-11 is being done. And then George Bush said, I hope history will record that the Gulf crisis was the crucible of the new world order. USCI Deputy Director of Intelligence Robert Gates said, the fact is that the Western Hemisphere is the sphere of influence of the United States. And then we listen to Martin Luther King, a nation that continues year after year to spend more money on military defense than on programs of social uplift 
is approaching spiritual doom. The Cuban leader, Fidel Castro, said, if there ever was in the history of humanity an enemy who was truly universal, an enemy whose acts and moves trouble the entire world, threaten the entire world, attack the entire world in any way or another, that real and really universal enemy is precisely Yankee imperialism. All right. Harold Pinter said this. While the United States is the most powerful nation the world has ever seen, it is also the most detested nation that the world has ever known. Very interesting. The greatest crime since World War II has been U.S. foreign policy, U.S. lawyer William Ramsey Clark said. It isn't only Gestapo maniacs who do inhuman things to people. We, North Americans, are responsible for doing inhuman things on a massive scale to people all over the world. That was from the CIA uh, official John Stockwell. All right, so there's a lot more to say on the quotes. There are many of them, and they are basically unending, and they've been around for a long time, the idea of a new world order, a one-world government. Uh, this isn't something that people make up out of a, uh, you know, a, a fantasy novel. This is a biblical narrative. This is something that's been going on since Egypt was formed, and after Egypt as a world power came Assyria as a world power, then came Babylon as a world power, then came the, the Medes and the Persians uh, as a world power, then came Greece as a world power, then came Rome as a world power, and then the suggestion here is that the United States has been a world power, and all those power of all those nations ultimately are going to be handed over to a United Nations superpower, one world government, having their own charter, their own constitution, their own system of law, and these things are already written out, and we know this. And so, how close are we to, or are they, to achieving their new world order? And in, again, in order to achieve your goal, you at times have to create a crisis and then have the solution that will produce the goal. That's that Hegelian dialectic again. So, um, can we view the things going on in the world, all the unrest, all the upheaval, all the things that are going on in the world around us today as a sign of a manufactured crisis, many of them, one after another, an acceleration of them because of the uh, desire to get things accomplished, because we're living in the finalizing of the ages and things are wrapping up quickly and so the works of the enemy that will fulfill what God has written in his word must be accomplished so we see a rapid acceleration of intentional crises constantly bringing the nations of the earth to the knees of the global government and we just saw a massive move in that direction in 2020 with COVID-19 lie debacle uh, purposeful intentional Thing that they had prepared in October of 2019. So uh, these are intentional crises, but they're not standing alone. They have a lot of history behind them with all the different, I've got over 100 quotes here of people that were talking about the design of the new world order. And we've heard a lot about that in the times past and it became a reality, but reality, but we forget sometimes. And so we live in a world where there are those who have been connected from generation to generation that have an idea to eventually have this globe under the control of a one world government. And there have been sovereign nations like the United States to some degree 
uh, that have resisted it, but they themselves have been the dominant superpower, bringing other nations under them and the United Nations in our own backyard, that building down in New York City, which we've been to several times. So um, this is a very artful work. This is a very uh, purposeful, intentional work. The crises that are being manipulated, manufactured, and engineered, whether it's Wuhan, China, or the G5, the 5G towers that are about to turn on and the next war crises, is it possible that what we should be doing, looking through the biblical lens, is recognizing and realizing that all of this is theater? Every single bit of it is theater, and the reason why it's looking so real and it's, and it's gained so much attention and so much power and strength is because the sinful conduct of the nations of the earth. I mean, planet earth has been inundated, saturated with all kinds of abominable things that the word of God absolutely condemns. So we have a sinful humanity, and those that are fleeing to the cross of Christ— If the righteous scarcely be saved, what will become of those who do not believe the gospel and do not obey it? So we have a major crisis within humanity uh, in and of itself, a sin crisis. And that crisis is an eternal one because if people don't repent and confess their sin and receive the atonement and the justification and forgiveness, that means their souls are damned forever in the eternal lake of fire. I mean, we're talking about a soul that cannot die, living forever in the absence of God's presence, mercy, comfort, love, peace, joy. And we have this massive universal crisis from the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top, and everything in between, where humanity is a sin-sick humanity. And in today's world, when you could just turn on the television and see how sin-sick it is, and then that small percentage of Christianity that are trying to be the light and the salt, but have been so divided, so torn, so ripped apart, that there's really only a remnant left of anybody that's actually walking in the light of the gospel for their own soul's sake, and their witness sometimes isn't the greatest, but thank God for those whose witnessing is helping other people come to faith in Jesus Christ. But we do have to understand there is a crisis. It is the global crisis on all mankind, known as sin, And that's a real crisis. That is not a manufactured, man-made crisis, although it is man-made by Mr. and Mrs. Adam all the way back in the garden. They actually allowed the crisis to come in through their rebellion against God, uh, Eve allowing herself to be deceived, Adam partaking of what was happening. Well, that was manufactured through Satan's deception, man's cooperation, and their, their unwillingness to obey God. That's the simple story. That's the reason why the world is in the condition it's in. It's been in a crisis ever since. Now we've come down to the end of 6,000 years, and we have a much larger planet with 8 billion people, very sophisticated through technology and artificial intelligence and all this fast-forward stuff that's going on with Israel becoming a nation, showing one of the greatest biblical signs that we are the final generation. And the sin crises, never having been fully dealt with for whatever reason, men love the darkness rather than light, or the churches witness has just been ineffective or for whatever reason we have a whole globe of people that are walking in darkness the god of this world has blinded their minds so that makes the people that want to bring their new world order uh their job a lot easier because they're doing it amongst the duped people of the world and those crazy people that believe in the bible they're a problem 
So eventually we've got to resolve that issue as well. We're going to have to persecute those people that believe in that Bible that foretells their new world order ideology and everything they're actually really doing. And rather than falling for every event and saying, oh, wow, look what just happened. That must have been horrible. No, it was a manufactured event. And it was a purpose event. It was an intentional event. And it was all designed to bring the world down to submission to the global oligarchy of the elites that have the mind of Satan, who have had this idea in their heart from generation to generation. It's not a new thing. Again, Egypt was a global one world government. Yes, it started way back when. So this is such kind of a, you know, to me, very important to understand um, what's going on in the world today. What happened in 2019 and 2020 was a purposeful, intentional, engineered, manufactured release of a global pandemic. And they played it up. They probably were shocked at how far they could take it. That even today, almost two years later, they are still working this thing. They are milking it for everything they have. And now it's a pride issue. You know, because the the resistors, they don't want them to win. You know, you unvaccinated people, we don't want you to win. You know, we're in control here. We shut you down. We're the power grid here. Uh, And and to give you an okay, um, unless, of course, they feel that they've achieved their greater purpose, which is to bring the next step. And I've always believed since the beginning of this, uh, this fake pandemic, I've always believed that the real intention of bringing this manufactured, engineered Wuhan China virus to the nations of the earth was to shut the world down so that the engineers could come in and they can implement their final components of their new world order control, which is going to be 5G. Because once 5G goes online, now everything's going to start playing into it from the metaverse to the digital currencies to banking, to shop. I mean, everything is going online. And it's almost like Big Brother, the all-seeing eye, will not be, there will be nothing escaping his view except, of course, that which God is going to protect and preserve. There will always be Goshens. There will always be uh, enter into your chamber, shut the door until the indignation pass over. There will always be refuges for the elect of God. The majority of Christianity today is going into the Great Tribulation. They're going to suffer the pangs of the Great Tribulation, persecution, beheading, suffering, imprisonment. Uh, And in so doing and being subjected to it, uh, it's all designed by God to get rid of the spots, wrinkles, and blemishes out of the soul that going to church didn't do and out of personal obedience and discipline never was accomplished. So there were people who have different degrees of having to go through the Great Tribulation, but we do read that in Revelation chapter 7. There will be a remnant of individuals that will be sealed or kept from the Great Tribulation because they will have washed their robes. They will have made themselves ready. They will have confessed and repented of all sin in their life as they understood it to be. And I believe God is sovereign. He only holds us accountable for what we know. So if the Holy Spirit's been working on your heart in an area of your life, to get it right, and you have cooperated, you're probably more qualified to be sealed during the Great Tribulation, preserved, actually in a Goshen, in a refuge, in a place where God would protect you. But the components are all there. Now they flipped the switch of 5G recently, 
But the airlines were saying, wait a second, wait a second, stop. We're getting glitches in our, in our equipment here. So there's like final glitches. And so they got to keep this COVID thing, this vaccination thing, this, this distraction. It wouldn't be surprising if in a week from now, a month from now, whatever, after all of this goes on, that they're going to go, okay, it's over. But they will have achieved their purpose in demonizing the resistors, demonizing the unvaxxed. And even though it's not going to be that great of an issue because their new component has been established, now it's, it's, it's going to have more of ability to monitor and watch everybody and everything. Every resistor is going to be on the line. Every uh, unvaccinated person is going to be known. Every bank account is going to be viewed. Every transaction is going to be met. And what is that? Well, according to scripture, that is the time of the great tribulation where you cannot buy or sell without the mark of the beast. And many people are arguing about what the mark is, but we've just had a crash course in how swiftly a mark could come if it were taking the vaccination. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But aren't you glad that we're getting a view of saying, wow, this, I never dreamed this could have happened, but here it is. And I think the whole world just witnessed this and it's not over. So, where is it all going? Towards the new world order of the unredeemed man. The new world order of the unregenerate creation. The unredeemed, unregenerate man has got to have this control over the planet, over the resources, over the money, over the way people spend, over the way people buy, over the way... Everything is done over the medical field, over insurance, over gasoline, over oil, over currency. They want the dominion over everything that God originally gave to man. In, and you go back to Genesis chapter 2, and we find everything that God had intended for man uh, to operate in, in the glory of God well, these are the very things that this new world order of the unredeemed and unregenerate men want to take possession of, the labor force. Uh, they've already taken possession over family, marriage. These things existed in Genesis chapter 2, over the currency, over everything, okay? Over the laws, that was also intended in Genesis chapter 2. If you don't know, uh, we could walk through that again. So <clears throat> it's all about control. Unfortunately, as they've been trying to do this for a very long time, maybe the United States having done it in other places around the world, it's never been perfect. But what we do know is for three and a half years, Satan is coming to rule the world. And he's going to rule it through some mechanism, a beast. And many believe that this beast <clears throat> ultimately is the United Nations because of the strong Islamic bloc and the strong communistic bloc that exists within the United States. And what they got to do is wipe out the United States of America. They have to wipe it out because in it, you have citizens that are not cooperating. Okay. So they have to infuse an internal revolution. They have to divide the nation because they know a principle divide and conquer a house divided cannot stand. So they've succeeded through this, intentional, manufactured, engineered crises known as Wuhan China virus to divide the nation further than it's ever been. 
They did it through the elections, the false election of Joe Biden. He cheated, and he knows he cheated. That's why he can't face a camera or have a conversation without being told what to say or do. This is true. They just keep him entertained off camera and give him all the delights that a king would desire. But this is a reality, and the people know it. The people know that that was not a legitimate election. But now the world has formed a situation. If you say that, you're a troublemaker. You're the bad guy. You're now an enemy of the state, meaning the enemy of the new world order that is forming. And the people that are controlling the new world order are not people that moral people would want to follow, would not want to follow a Barack Hussein Obama, would not want to follow a Joe Biden, would not want to follow a Kamala Harris or a Nancy Pelosi or a Chuck Schumer or the Democratic progressive left or anyone like them, a communist Xi Jinping. We wouldn't want want them to be in control. So then there has to be another new world order. And this other new world order is the one that I'm looking for. And it's the one you're looking for. And I want to talk about it for just a moment. And I could could just go into so much more. um, Listen to this. One more quote by Brock Adams. Uh, He was the director of UN Health Organization. He said, to achieve world government, it is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism. Loyalty to family traditions, national patriotism, and religious dogmas. They've got to remove these things from the minds of the people in order to have government control. So what are they doing? Controlling the narrative. I'm not on YouTube today because I spoke the word of God yesterday. Kind of harsh word of God, but true nonetheless. I believe it. And it just kind of spotlighted what's going to happen in Washington, D.C., what I believe God has been saying for a long time. And so, but because you're no longer to read the Bible or have a voice and the personality that you have it, uh, they're controlling the narrative. What are they doing? They're seeking to remove from the minds of men their individualism, loyalty to family traditions, national patriotism, and religious dogmas. They're, they have to, they've got to control the narrative. They've got to remove from the mind of man. And you know what's scary is that you actually can remove from men's minds things they once believed. Someone told me that the majority of atheists today were once Christians. I think it was from the movie, God is not dead. God is not dead. And they told the story uh, that the one, the one gentleman, the professor said, the majority of atheists today were once born again Christians. That's scary to think that your mind could be wiped and a new information written in it. How do you prevent that from happening? Well, in just a moment, we're going to be talking to a number of my friends out there who are truck drivers. They're going to talk about what's going on in Canada and thank God for the resistance. It's about time, quite frankly, because this thing that's coming like an avalanche it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger, and we're going to see where things go and how they're looking right now. But if there's ever been a time to resist the new world order that's trying to form and take its lockdown position, it's right now. There's not a greater time. There's not going to be another time. If, you, if there's no resistance to it now in, in prayer, in intercession, in separation, not allowing it, 
See, the thing is, when 5G goes on, everything is going to be monitored. You really have to be under the supernatural protection of God to move or should have been preparing all along to not use the system. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're going to let people just kind of get along as long as they don't use our system. The Bible says they're going to kill everybody that doesn't give their allegiance to the beast. Revelation 13. So you'd have to be under a supernatural protection. So the time to resist is now, and you probably, if you're not vaccinated, you have already been resisting. It's your own individual form of resistance. Praise God. Because you don't believe what they're saying is truth. And it's because there are 17,000 doctors who have disputed the claims of the CDC. But when a government does not want to listen to 17,000 doctors because they got one man in, in, in control of the CDC saying something, that's way imbalanced. The one man could be wrong. The 17,000 could be right. And if there are 17,000 on the one side and one or a few others connected to them on the other side, at least the conversation should be listened to. But if a government is unwilling to listen to the conversation, like the Supreme Court was unwilling to listen to the election fraud case that was being presented amazingly, and all they did was they took Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, and they slaughtered him because he was trying to stand up for what is right. He had a case. It was documented. And so many others also. But this didn't work. This didn't work. The time to resist has already begun. And if you've already begun to resist by not getting vaccinated because you're not clear on the information, one side's telling you trust the science, the other 17,000 are saying the science isn't being weighed properly. So you are making your own decision. That makes you sovereign. That makes you an individual. That makes you all men are created equal in the eyes of God, and every one of us has a right to choose our own course. Our government was never designed to tell us how to live our lives, ever. But because of their control fanaticism and the satanic desire of I will rule, the satanic desire, that lust is moving their hearts, their minds, their pens, their legislation, their agendas, and everything, to take away your sovereignty, to make you a slave. Nobody said you had to pick up arms and go blow up buildings or fight with guns. It says you have a right. Now, when they try to take your right away, that on the free internet, the internet of all things, where you could watch pornography, you could watch every filthy, unclean thing, you could hear people talk about murder, and I mean, it's crazy. You're telling me you're going to shut people down because they don't agree with your narrative of the controlled narrative of what you're using to create a crisis to bring control over the nations. And there are people saying, we don't want your control. Especially Christians who have the Holy Spirit and aren't 
left or right. They're just kingdoms. And they just kind of know what they should do. Holy Spirit tells them, go ahead, take that, take it, don't take it. And then based upon their decision, was it really the Holy Spirit? Regardless, everybody has a right to choose for themselves, period. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is you're not allowed to choose for yourself without a consequence. You're not allowed to say what is in your heart to say without a consequence. And this is the fruit of empires past, of their tyranny, of their evil desire to enslave the people of this world. And they're not just doing it in one place at that time. It's happening globally at the same time all over the world. So we have to walk through this moment with wisdom. We have to walk through this moment carefully. It's not worth anything anymore to say, wait, I'm a U.S. citizen. I have a sovereign right, and I'm an individual to say what I want and do what I want. That's accurate, but it's not safe anymore because something has happened. And if the people do not rise up and resist right now and put an end to this, it will lock down. Like Jesus said, as a snare shall it come on the whole earth, and they shall not escape. So it's a decision time. Exit Babylon and run for your life and get into a prepared place, or gather together, stand up, and resist further. You've already begun the resistance by not being vaccinated. You have to take another step here, because that's going to be battled. Okay? So what is the next step? Well, it appears, and I'll talk about the other New World Order in just a moment, but it does appear that there is resistance going up near Canada. And I wanted to invite my brother here to talk to us today about what's going on in Canada. And I wanted to bring his voice out there. So, uh, Chester, if you're out there and you're ready to talk, uh, let's absolutely do it. And I want to bring another call on the line right now. Before we go any further, we'll wait for that Chester Moline to give us a, a shout, but let's go to our area code 571. Say good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Pastor Vincent. It's Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff, great to hear your voice. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great today, doing great. I was a little disappointed that you weren't on YouTube, uh, not disappointed in you, but <laughs> disappeared you up that way, but I was able to get in through uh, Omega Radio, so all is well. Awesome. Awesome. Glad you're with us today. What's on your heart? Yeah, they took us off yesterday. We, they didn't like the words, so, and I, I get it. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. The guy's word is going to get out anyway. Hey, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying everything you're saying. I just had two quick articles to kind of tie into what you were saying, uh, if that's okay. Yes. Um, this is from Now the End Begins. And you were talking about how quickly we can become indoctrinated, brainwashed, how, that, how the New World Order can continue to implement what they're doing. Well, the, the first article says Samsung, the, uh, the company Samsung, unveils a world's first fingerprint security. And it's, then it says it, uh, it's a microchip, S as in Sam, 
the number three, B is in boy, 512, C is in Charlie, to speed up biometric buying and selling payment collection. Now, when I, when I saw that title, it caught, it caught my eye because we know in Revelation, we're talking about in the end times, the last days, about buying and selling. Well, the article says, uh, while everyone is being distracted by the COVID-19 vaccines and the digital ID Im- immunity passport, bio- biometric microchips have become the hottest new sector in Silicon Valley, and they will be a key component of how they will trap you in the coming metaverse. We are right now in step three of a three-step process that began in earnest in 1994. Let's have a quick review of what these three steps are. In 1994, the year that the Internet was released to the public, step one was getting you, meaning us, in front of a computer that would be, that would be connect literally, connected literally to the whole world. It was immediately adopted and fabulously successful. Step two began right around 2007 with the release of the world's first smartphone, the iPhone. This caused a sensation around the world and made the nascent social media explode. This got the computer on you. Step three is currently underway, and when finished, we'll have put the computer inside of us. The New World Order created... Hold on a second. I dropped my glass. And the New World Order created the pandemic for this exact purpose. And to quote President George H.W. Bush when he said, when we're successful, and we will be, they are going to succeed beyond their wildest dreams. Only catch is it is, is that it will only last for seven years. Wow. He so said that, right huh? there now. Wow. Huh? He said that seven years. It would last seven years. That's what they say. He said. I'd have to go down. I'd have to go and fact check it, but that's what the article yeah. says. Yeah. Well, I remember that part of the speech for sure. Amazing. Uh, it says it goes on to quickly say Samsung has revealed what it calls the industry's first all-in-one fingerprint security chip for payment cards, and it's the one I just what I just gave you that S3B. 512C chip, it reads biometric inf- information via via a fingerprint sensor. And I saw, a, you know, you guys can't see it, but I saw a picture of it online. It's like the size of a credit card, and it has the information, you know, the title and all that. But to the right-hand side, it has a place where you, where, where you would put your fingerprint, you know, your thumbprint, and it would take that and through a sensor. And it says stores... Uh, 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 the chip reads biometric information via a fingerprint sensor, stores and then stores and authenticates data with a tamper-proof secure element. They call it the SE. And then it analyzes it with a secure processor. While primarily designed for payment cards, it could also be used for student or employee identification, membership, or building access. Mainly, though, the new microchip could make it easier for banks and others to make biometric payment cards. Wow. It said, oh, I'm sorry. It says, lastly, it removes the need for a PIN code. For the, you know, like right now we need a PIN, a PIN number. It says you won't need, you, it, it removes the need for a PIN code and even uses anti-spoofing technology to block fraudulent methods like artificial fingerprints. My God, there it is. <laughs> there it is right there. 
when, when you were saying, talking and I had the article, I thought about that. Buying and selling, you know. And they're closer, just as you're talking, you were talking about that, I, you know, you said, we're getting closer. I'm thinking, man, <laughs> we just don't know how close they really are. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> it is true. It is so true. Well, praise the Lord. What else do we have? I mean, that's huge. You're talking about uh, biometrics. You're talking about microchips. We're talking about implants. We're talking about getting the computer inside of people so that you don't have to carry cash, wallets, credit cards, books, purses, uh, you know, whatever. Um, you're just people walking around totally under the control because they are chipped. And uh, there's got to be somebody behind that chip controlling things. I mean, it's just crazy. God help us. It is. To be, right. Yeah, it is. The second article, um, you know, you were talking about COVID and how they could just come and say it's ended or whatever. <laughs> they could, but I don't think not yet, because this article says from still from now to end begins. It says new a new COVID-19 sub variant called B is in boy, A is in apple, called B.A. dot then the number two. BA.2 has been detected in 40 different countries with scientists saying it's the, quote, stealth Omicron version. (laughs) In a press release issued last Friday, the UK's health security agency, the HSA, said that the BA.2 COVID-19 subvariant known as stealth Omicron has been classified as a variant under investigation, VUI, due to international and domestic cases adding that BA.2 appears to have an increased growth rate compared to BA.1 based on early analysis. However, the HSA stated that the proportion of BA.2 cases in the country compared to BA.1 was currently low and that further analysis was needed to determine the significance of the subvariant and its mutations. So far, they said, there is insufficient evidence to determine whether BA.2 causes more severe illness than Omicron BA.1. But data is limited, and UK HSA continues to, to in, investigate. So that, that kind of lends to the understanding that when the 5G towers go on and people start dying everywhere, they're going to have mm-hmm. a, a stealth, uh, backup plan to distract everybody from being 5G. That's not the problem. We have another new virus, and that's why everybody's going to have to get vaccinated, kind of thing. So, is that where you're going with that? That's amazing. Well, again, we. I think you were talking about it. I heard someone. I think they're just going to continue to uh, uh, pull out various uh, mutations of this. I mean, yeah. uh, I I see more and more bi- businesses telling their people to continue to stay at home. You know, it's just like they know. I mean, you know, the people who are staying at home, oh, that's great, the ones that like, you know, working from home. But I don't see any 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 uh, point right now into this. It's like, it, to me, it's like it's like continual. You were talking about people being programmed. I rem- uh, uh, when I do go out, me and my wife, we went out to, to grab something quickly the other day, um, and um, I saw uh, while I was sitting in the car, just just observing people, they're getting out. It's like everybody has bought into when you get out your car, you know, people had their mask in their hand or they had their mask on. It's like in these two years, we've been programmed and conditioned. 
and stuff. So if they could do that in two years, I mean, just imagine how far they could go with this New World Order plan. Tell you what, Pastor Jeff, as you said those words when you were observing, watching people with their mask and how they've been controlled, uh, it, it, it hurt it hurt right here in my belly. I just that was a heartache um, that that's happening, and uh, because there's another huge part of the population that aren't, and they're fine. They're just absolutely fine. But the government, you know, I live here in Virginia, and as everyone right. knows, uh, Glenn Youngkin won the uh, the uh, the Virginia governorship, and he was sworn in the first of this month, and so forth and so on. But the point is, one of the first things he did, <laughs> just like the president and I did his executive orders, one of the first things the governor executive orders did, he did was that he uh, vetoed the order that the former governor, Northam, had where, you know, everybody had to, uh, in the school systems, rather, there was a mask mandate. So he overrode that and put, said, you know, the school system don't have to wear a mask, you know, make the, make the kids wear a mask or teachers wear a mask. And uh, now, man, the Man, the, the, the liberals, man, they're fighting that thing like crazy. I mean, you got school systems in this area have come out in the state, some of them, and said, no, we want to keep wearing masks. You know, so, so again, it's this fight, you know, uh, uh, to continue uh, uh, to perpetrate this, you know, keep you in this fear, and we got to continue to do this. we got to continue to wear a mask, and we got to continue to, you know, this control a lot of control and that's everything that's happening i think you have to boil it down to the new world order that's been around for a long time that will be achieved for a period of time i know three and a half years particularly maybe this is all the foreshadowing of it uh the entrance the beginning of sorrows of that and it's all about control absolutely 100 percent and um they're doing a pretty good job and they're accelerating quickly pastor jeff and you know what i'm so happy about I'm so happy that, that you are here to tell us these stories because, man, you went through the fire and you come out the other side and you sound like the same exact Pastor Jeff that you were going in even better. Well, well you know the story and everybody doesn't, but like I said, yeah. uh, I, first of all, I just thank God for healing. I thank God for my wife and family, and I thank God for you and Pastor Patricia for praying and other other saints that you had at your church. and. Just all the things, some of them, I don't know the names or whatever, but I just thank God. I love you guys with the love of the Lord. appreciate your prayers because quickly, as, you, as Pastor Vincent knows, I, I just got attacked, just a, an attack. I don't know where it came from. I went to the doctor. Uh, the doctor said, we, we don't know what it is. We, we know what it isn't, but we don't know what it is. That was their exact statement. So, we, you know, they rule out all of this, 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 and this off the list, but we don't know what it is. And I just began to feel tired, weak, the whole nine yards. I couldn't eat. Um, you know, then they said, well, uh, I had to go to the hospital a couple times. They said, you got – the second time, they said, you got Omicron. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just crazy. But, but the prayers of the saints, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man and woman availeth much. So – and I just thank God. I just kept, you know, hearing in my spirit while I was sick, thy faith have made thee whole. So, you know, I just thank God for uh, the faith that, that he's placed in me, the faith of others, and, and, and the prayers of others, and I really appreciate it. And I will not stop uh, uh, speaking the word of God, preaching the word of God, teaching the word of God until I'm with God. Amen. Hallelujah. What a great report. Hallelujah. And, you know, 
You know, Pastor Jeff, that kind of just leads right into a second part of the conversation I want to have. I, I'm going to keep the lines open. I'm waiting to see what's going on in Canada. I'm going to be talking to a few of the truckers here in just a little bit. But uh, there is another new world order coming. And uh, it goes back to Revelation chapter 21, where he says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. So there is another Mm. new world order coming. We just have to get through this one. We just have to go through this thing and get to the other side because the kingdom is coming. Believe we had that passage of scripture. We have to, you know, bless those who endure to the end. I just think we got to endure to the end, and that's that's kind of been my mission. Before I was sick, and even after, even more, um, I was teaching a few Sundays ago. It's all about faith, man. I mean, the enemy he, he's after our faith. You know, he's the accuser of the brethren, and Satan is, and he wants to, you know. Just like in the Bible with Job and others, he, he was accusing them before God. I believe he, today even he accuses us before God. They don't really love you. You know, Vincent doesn't love you. Jeff doesn't love you. They only love what you give them. They only love what you do for them. And uh, I say to him, the devil is a liar. You know, liar. I love God for who he is, for what he has done, for what he will do, for just because, you know, all of his nature, his, his, his attributes and stuff like that. And I... I believe that he wants us to deny, Satan wants us to deny God. He wants us to denounce God. He wants us to reject God and all those things. But but we must stand firm and say no, it's not by what we see. I, I just started a teaching Bible study series on uh, walking by faith, not by sight. You know, we can't we can't be moved by what we see in the natural. We just have to trust what God says and, and trust his word and, uh, you know, like Joshua and Caleb, you know, our report, you know, is not like the other 10 spies. You know, we just have to trust God. And we, we all this time in our training, our teaching, what we've learned and what we've heard, you know, it's like what Paul said uh, in Philippians for what, you know, what he, you know, what we've learned and received from him, we got to put it into practice. And I believe that that's the season and the time that we're in. And we say we're following God and trusting God, are we really doing that? Are we really hearing from him? Are we really being led by the Spirit and walking by faith, not by sight? I'll tell you what, if I were in Virginia, I'd want to go to your church and hear the word of the Lord that you're preaching. And then as you apply it to the events going on around the world, I mean, there is one of God's uh, houses of worship right there and. Uh, may the spirit of the Lord direct people to that ministry that will undergird it and support it. And uh, may they be blessed by the word of the Lord that's coming from the man of God that God has raised up right there, 30 some odd miles away from Washington, D.C. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Pastor Jeff Amen. and D and all of your God family. Bless you. 
Yes, sir, you too. Thank you again for all that, you know, you've done our relationship. You know, it's always a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Uh, I continue to pray for you. Even though the enemy tries to silence you, you will not be silenced that, you know, so we don't even worry about the YouTubes or whatever. You know, you're doing what God has called you to do, and I pray that God will continue to bless you, keep you, protect you, and cover you, and that uh, you will continue to do it nonstop. Again, thank you. Uh, and have a great weekend, you know, and I'll talk to you real soon. Love you, brother. God bless your heart. Hey, love Shalom. you. Shalom. All right. All right. Very good call. Pastor Jeff, great to hear his voice back on the air. He's always bringing some incredible articles. Uh, he also, um, uh, as he was talking, uh, Brian and Kathy Gray came in with a comment in reference to what Pastor Jeff said. 5G is to be followed by 6G. Ironically, it's called 6 Genesis. I didn't know that. Thank you for that insight. Pastor Denny Sossaman was uh, saying that this uh, article, uh, the fingerprint article, has been out there uh, for people to really get around and see what's happening. All right, so what I'd like to do right now, and um, the information is available for people, is what Pastor Denny was saying. And we need to thank God that it's coming out to our ears, getting down to our hearts to understand and make wise decisions. All right, right now we know that in Canada there's a lot going on there. I've got a dear brother, Chester uh P. Chester Moline, I think his name is. Let's get him on the line. Uh, area code uh, 479. Good morning. God bless you, Chester. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good, Pastor. How are you doing today? I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing great, Chester. It's good to hear your voice today. Well, they, they're not only having that in Canada, Pastor, but they're also having that in, in uh, Australia. They, uh. they got a convoy in Australia also. So what's going on? What's genuinely going on at the Canadian border? It, 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 it ain't about the truck driver, Pastor. What it's about is freedom. What it's about is not letting these globalists tell us what we can and can't do. And what Pastor Jeff was saying about them trying to make us computers and all that, that's what they're trying to do. And that Trudeau in Canada... He will not back down. He will fight to the end on this deal to get his way because he's one of them Klaus Schwab globalists. Got it. Hey, Chester, you got something ticking in the background. Okay, it's gone. Excellent. All right, so what I'm hearing, what I saw, uh, they said 47-mile-long line of trucks um, in, inside of Canada because they won't let them go unless they're vaccinated into America and they won't let American trucks go into Canada. Is that correct? And so the people are rising up and they're resisting? Is that, that what's happening? Yeah, that, that, convoy, that convoy in Canada is over 47 miles long and the Canadian cannot come into America unless he's fully vaxxed with all his uh, booster shots and the Americans cannot go into Canada unless they're fully vaxxed with all their booster shots. And they're trying to put a stop to it. There's around 50,000 trucks in Canada, but there's estimates that it could be over 100,000 before they get done. And is there any turning away from these guys? Are they going to stick around for a long time? Are more people going and amassing in that area? Or is it something that's going to fizzle out? And I heard they had raised on uh, Facebook, I think it was, under a GoFundMe page 
and uh, they raised over $5,600,000 for their gasoline and support these guys for doing it. And then Facebook or the GoFundMe page froze their account. Uh, so are they going to stick around? Are people coming, or is it going to peter out and they're going to go their way? I think when it comes to truck drivers, Pastor, these guys are stubborn and hard-headed, and I think a lot of them will stick it out. Some of them will leave. But in the end, I believe that that Trudeau will get his way because he's got the whole government behind him, and he don't care if his people starve. And what he'll do is try to turn the people against the truck driver when they don't have food on the shelf. Mm. Mm. You know, I heard one, one of the truckers, um, we saw him and heard his voice, and he was saying that, you know, you government people don't control this world we do because without us you don't get food on your table, you don't get food in your grocery stores. I think he was telling the truth to some degree. He is telling the truth, and Thomas Jefferson said the same thing. But the problem is, I don't know that the American people have the backbone to do it. I think the majority of them just want to sit back and watch and see what happens, but they're not wanting to participate. So from your perspective as a driver out there on the open road, uh, as you're, you know, involved in a lot of intel and, and conversation of things going on, what is the right people for the? What is the right thing for the American people to do right now in the face of the tyranny that's rising? What is the right thing from a trucker's perspective for the people of this country to do before they get sucked into the vortex of this global control? I think they need to stand with the trucker if he decides to protest. That They know what's going on. They see the damage that this jab has done to people. And they don't want to have these guys out here driving these trucks when their brains is all fried because of that jab. We got enough issues as it is with all kinds of foreign national drivers coming over to drive. And a lot of these people that are out here are driving that are jabbed that the last nine months has made it so bad out here that you've got to have your head on a swivel. You're going to lose it. You know, that's very and interesting. I think that if the people stand together, if the people will agree to stand together and say no, like that Walmart company, they won't let people in Canada, Quebec, I think it is, uh, go in and get stuff if they ain't vaxxed. Well, if the unvaxxed stand outside them Walmarts and say, well, we ain't going to come and shop there either, if you won't let us in, then we ain't going to shop there. And if they start doing stuff, it all falls to money. And when these CEOs and executives try to get what they want and their companies start losing money, them big shareholders will say, hey, it's time for a change. We care about our money more than we do about your ideology. Get the money back in our pocket. So there's going front, Pastor. Well, I'll tell you what, that's incredible information. And the, and the fact is we were told that over 2 million 
illegal immigrants came across the border uh, since Joe Biden has been in office in one year. Two million have come into this country. Many of them were released into the country being told they got to show up for a court date, which the prior administration was saying they never do. So we have all these foreign nationals, like you're saying, illegal immigrants in the country moving around, not really knowing the system. And it just seems to me inevitably that if you have a million people walking around a system uh, not knowing how it works, you could throw some, uh, you know, wrenches into the spokes. I mean, you could, things could get messed up rather quick. And let me ask you this. Do you think that the truckers in the United States of America are prepared to do what the truckers in Canada are doing? to protest this entire vaccination issue. Do you see that happening? Uh, what I see, I don't know that they'll convoy like that. There will be some, but what I see is them walking off the job, hanging it up. And the American Trucking Association has said that if 3.2% walk away, then the supply chain stops. That means people don't get their groceries or their food or their goods. The restaurants don't get their stuff, and everything shuts down. That will be about 300,000 drivers that will just walk away right there. Did you say 20%? 3.2%. 2 as in the number 3.2, less than 5%. Wow. Wow. That's, that's scary. So it really shows that the entire system is rather vulnerable, doesn't it? Very vulnerable. It could break at any time. It could break at any time. Okay. Well, we're going to continue to monitor what's going up in Canada. Uh, we appreciate you calling in with information. Uh, anything else you'd like to share with the, our listeners today about what you see from the perspective of being out on the open roads? When you're out here on the open road, have your head on a swivel because it has got worse over the last nine months with these people being vaxxed or jabbed and double jabbed, and it's getting worse all the time. And how long have you been driving? Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, God bless you, Chester. Thanks for calling in. Uh, have a blessed day, and thanks for the information. All right, Chester Moline, somewhere in the country. Only God knows. So if you have a question or comment about what you were hearing today, the number to call is 818-369-0326. Let me say it again, 818-369-0326. That number is on the screen on Facebook. Um, we have a new world order forming. We've had that conversation for a long time because it's been a narrative for decades, okay, generations. And we also know that God has a new world order that he's going to bring into this earth, and the king of heaven is coming. And we're right in the middle. You know, we're being squeezed right in the middle of a new world order forming, bringing everything into it, and then passing through this birthing canal into the kingdom of God, where he's, God is going to bring his new world order into view. So with that being said, let's take some other calls here. 479-366. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning. Um, what's on my heart is um, for those that have not 
um, for those that are standing against the vaccine, the encouragement is in no way for those that are pushing, that have pushed the agenda of, I can't even think of the word that would rightfully describe it, but the war on the womb. For those that have pushed it all these years, I believe are the very same people that are are pushing the one world order. So to all those who are standing on the side of, you know, this is my choice and it is, I'm fully in agreement with that. Um, but how in the world there is no way you can trust the the slaughter, the heart intent bloodshed is the same heart, I believe, that is pushing for the vaccine. And there is in no way, so I just want to encourage those, if for those that are even, hopefully you're not even considering it to get it done, but I would just, the, the love encouragement would be, you know, to not, um, because I really do believe that those that have pushed the war on the womb and the slaughtering of all those babies, you can't, you know, so I, that's just a love encouragement, you know, to keep standing and saying, I will not. So. Amen. I will not be moved. Thank you. Well, thank you. And that that is such a true statement. You know, the war on the womb, there's been a war on the womb of women an entire generation and it has not proven to be a good thing. And uh, there's more than just war on the womb now. It's upon man's very existence, his essence. Let's take our next call. Coming in this morning, 605-695. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning. I have a question. Uh, Concerning the U.S. Justice Department that announced that there's going to be uh, something called the counter-domestic terrorism law, Could you elaborate on some of the reasons that Homeland Security and what will happen to people that are under that type of a person that is a terrorist or they're just an American citizen? What information do you have that you could help us to know? What what is going to determine whether, whether you're considered a terrorist or just an American citizen? Yeah. Well, we've had a couple of those conversations. It got me knocked off the air yesterday um, because oh. this is exactly what they're thinking. Uh, they're talking about um, the new uh, domestic violent extremists. And they have said, these organizations – Department of Homeland Security, that the domestic violent extremists basically are white supremacists, they're they're right-wing Trump supporters, uh, they're Christians, they are conservatives, uh, they're people that believe in the Bible, they believe in the end times, they believe that the election was a rigged election, Uh, they they hold to a narrative anti-vaccinations, so they're creating an atmosphere through these alphabet agencies that people that don't go along with their narrative, they're the enemy. Uh, So the enemy is calling the righteous people the enemy, and it's working because they're controlling the narrative. And so 
Um, if you are going to stand up for Jesus Christ as a Christian, if you're going to stand up and, and, and show the world the truth through the lens of Scripture, and you're going to shine the light of the gospel on the reality uh, in the darkness, you're going to awaken some real rats. They're going to get angry because they like working in the darkness, uh, preying upon men's souls, and it's going to be warfare. So you have to be prepared for the level of warfare that's coming, and you have to be prepared to lay your life down. But I think the church has been given a voice so that that voice can counteract the voice of the evil one uh, in the world today. And if the church doesn't find its voice, man, it's, it's good for nothing. If the salt loses its savor, it's good for nothing but to be trodden underfoot of men. And sometimes people are wanting to run away. They want to hide. They want to be quiet. Well, they don't remember that Jesus said that means your salt has lost its saltiness. So you're not going to run and hide away. You're going to be trampled on by the feet of the devil and by this world system. So I believe if we are the voice of God and the voice of many waters, and we declare what the Bible says and speak the truth in love, even though it's a hardcore truth sometimes. Yesterday was hardcore truth. It was consequences for what has happened in Washington, D.C. But if we faithfully do it as unto the Lord, I believe that God will take care of what belongs to him, and people shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be trying to save our lives. If we try to save them, we're going to lose them. If we lose them, we're going to get them into eternity. Uh, I just think it's a real time of separation. There does need to be incredible wisdom, wise as serpents, gentle as doves. Um, there's a whole mechanism. But, yes, if you're a Christian living in the world today, uh, you are the target and uh, because they're going to actually bring more stuff into the world that genuine Christians are going to have to resist. You know, we're not going to bow down. It's biblical. Book of Acts all the way through. God forbid Christians would capitulate to the things they're bringing. So your very resistance to the things they're insisting will create an environment of warfare against you. So that's my take on it. And everybody should be ready for that. Okay. Does now, that help at all? We, there's another phase of this here that I was wondering about. Uh, like the military veterans, are they going to be uh, more or less, how, how is that going to be for them? Because uh, they've, they've fought for our country and other countries and that. I mean, basically, are we going under Nazi Germany? what they happened back there. I mean, this is not a good thing, but it is also happening before our very eyes. Yeah, it certainly is. And there's only one right person to talk to about that, and that's Brother Don. And if you're out there, Don, and you're listening, you just heard a really critical question because we do see so many of the same maneuvers that were going on during Nazi Germany. It's formation, it's takeover, it's... Uh, it's brutal tactics were actually happening. So I think Don would be a great source on that information. We've got about 11 minutes left in the broadcast. Um, and, and Don and I, that would be almost impossible for us to talk in 11 minutes. But, um, Kathy, these are great questions. And you're way up close uh, by the border up there in South Dakota, or a little bit closer to it. Uh, what are you hearing about the rumblings in Canada? Yep, exactly what the gentleman was saying, that there is uh, – total gridlock and the uh, Walmart uh, also they're uh, protesting there they won't be buying there people won't and it's in the Quebec area and uh, yeah we're going to see shortages throughout America because a lot of our food chain comes from Canada 
Wow. Yeah, there it is. No food in the grocery stores. Hmm. Gee, I wonder how long God has been warning people to prepare for something like that. I hope people have been preparing the best they can. It's a wisdom. Food, water, shelter, clothing. It's wisdom. It's biblical. It's not fear-based, except to fear the Lord and honor him of what he said is coming. So cannot wait for the new world order of Jesus Christ to come and take power over this earth. Amen, Kathy? Amen. Thank you. God bless. God bless you, dear sister, and God bless all of your friends and family up there in the north. All right, so we have some about 10 minutes left in the broadcast. If you have a question or comment um, to these moments, we have spent quality time talking about, you know, the man-made New World Order uh, nations and then how it's all going to become all these ancient empires coming under one uh, massive United Nations, once again going back to the Tower of Babel. We do see that happening. That's not make-believe. But we also have to have faith, as Pastor Jeff said, to look beyond this moment of man's, you know, uh, dark, proud spirit of control to another time. When Jesus Christ promised he would come and he will rule the nations of the earth with a rod of iron and the overcomers, according to Revelation chapter 2, will rule and reign with him. All right, let's take this next call coming in. I want to make sure I have the right one. And uh, area code 605, Ken, is that you, sir? Yes, it is. Hello. Um, I I tuned in late, so I don't know what the first part was about. But um, I heard that the National Guard is getting called out in New Mexico to – be substitute teachers because they're so lacking teachers they don't have. Well, it isn't just in in uh, New Mexico. I mean, here in S- South Dakota and I heard in Minnesota, all over, they're short of teachers. Well, all of a sudden, teachers didn't run out, but their commitment to what's going on apparently has because uh, people aren't going back into this teaching or they're dropping out because of age, because of what's going on, because of the government, because of uh, sickness, you, you name it. What is going on as far as that part goes, I don't understand. I mean, we are short of waiters, we're short of uh, clerks, we're short of everything else, and yet everywhere you hear, there's people going on the system, and that um, when is this country going to get a backbone and either say you either work or you eat? You have a choice. There you go. And you, again, you're referring, I think, to you know those two million people that crossed the border illegally, and many of them infiltrated into the society. A majority, a large majority, were told you have to come to court now. And President Donald J. Trump mentioned that that never happened. They never showed up for court, and they don't care. So the MS-13 gangs, I just want to shift onto this right now, that uh, President Trump was warring against. Um, In the last year, there has been a reintroduction of these criminal individuals coming into the society. Now we're seeing carjackings. We're seeing trains getting hijacked and food and, and goods being taken away. We're seeing police being shot and killed in Houston, New York, and different places across the country. A very real criminal aspect has risen within our nation this year, one year Joe's been in in power, 
And it's kind of like everything that was intended to hold things back have been broken down. And we're seeing a, it's kind of, it reminds me of Jesus talking about a demon that was cast out of a man. He goes through dry places seeking rest. He comes back, knocks on the door, and he brings seven worse with him. And I get the feeling that 2022 is all going to be about the seven worse coming back into this house called America uh, because we cast one out and uh, one new administration has opened the door to seven more. I think it's a very dangerous time in this country and around the world, but uh, God's people should be awake and stand up and make that decision that you just said. Absolutely. Well, and I was, a, I was a teenager in the 1950s and it turns out, so that puts me in my eighties now. And it turns okay. out that I seen this coming even back then because of world war two getting over the uh, women that have been called in to work in the workforce during world war two uh, soldiers coming back jobs, this and that. And all of a sudden, it became a very prosperous country because now we have a double workforce. We got the men and the women in the workforce, and it turns out that everything was going good. I mean, as far as there wasn't the fears we have, there was plenty of people to work, and people were willing to work. And I could see it all the way along how it's been growing, and people are blind to what is happening in our country and what has led up to it. It didn't start yesterday. It didn't start with a certain president or a certain group of people. It's just been slowly growing, and people are blind to what's happening. It's very true, and I would imagine now that you're in your 80s that your major concern is for your children and your grandchildren growing up in this darkened society. You've lived a full and abundant life. 80 years is a full life, and uh, you've been blessed, and uh, you trusting God is your source in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit for everything in your life, but you're coming to that point uh, in your life where it's the generations behind you that are going to be most impacted by what's happening in this country right now. So that would be, I would imagine, the reason why you would call for people to stand up and resist, uh, because it is a matter of life and death for our future generations. Would you agree? I would like to add to that group as far as, yes, I am very concerned about the generations after me. The generations before me, they built a good country, and that they built it up not only uh, a God-fearing country, but they also, they were willing to go fight for me and for you and everybody out there as far as that we could have the freedom that we have. But one thing that really bothers me, not only is it for my children and grandchildren, it's the lack of the church doing their job because I feel that so many of the preachers have become soft. They are people pleasers and that, and it turns out that the people are the ones that are suffering because of this. And if the church doesn't get some gumption to it and start preaching out of the Bible and try to bring the people back, we don't stand a chance. Because, I mean, it's got to be right now, <clears throat> turn it over to God. Because, I mean, God is the one that's going to take care of it. Not our politicians. They're against us. But as far as if God is for us, then we will become strong. If he doesn't, we're going to go down the tube. Well said from an elder. Thank you, Ken, and God bless you, sir. Well Thank said. Thank you for taking my call. 
Thanks for taking the call. Okay. Very, very good. All right. We have another call coming in, area code 916. Great conversations. This is probably going to be our last call. It's 1027. Let's say good morning to our dear brother, Mark. Good morning, sir. How are you today? And what's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Pastor V. Good, good morning. It's a beautiful day. Thank you. Yes. Oh, wonder, this has been a good broadcast this morning. I, I just uh, have a comment or two. The Lord dropped a new dictionary word into my heart this morning, early, early this morning. And before I say what that word is, I'd like to talk about what happened last night as we gathered in church to sit down for our regular Thursday night meeting uh, discussing Pastor Patricia's book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights. When, when we were coming through the doors and finding our way to the, to the table to have a seat, the, the amount of joy and, and brotherhood and fellowship in the air was just tremendous. We were greeting each other with a, a huge amount of love and joy. We had so much fun coming through those doors and sitting down uh, and coming to order to have our meeting. The greeting, the love in the air was just phenomenal. That was a real, real example of koinonia and fellowship and true koinonia. Uh, It was wonderful. So this was a manifestation of the love that can be found in the family of Christ, in the ecclesia, as contrasted with our biological families, where a lot of us are seeing evidence of the falling away that Jesus spoke about. Uh, let me just get my notes up here. Jesus said in Luke 12:53, the father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Jesus was making reference to the family side of the great falling away that is happening now as we speak. Now, in contrast to this, we had something last night, and here comes that word that the Lord dropped into my heart. My biological family, biological family, to be contrasted with biological family. Last night, I saw so many members of my biological family loving on each other and greeting each other with a holy kiss. It was wonderful. And I just totally praise God for that. We had a blast last night. It's really important. It's really important that believers start to understand that their biological families are going to start experiencing a falling away, and it's time to turn the heart towards the biological family. That's my story, sir, and I'm sticking to it. Well, it's a great story, and it's a great way to end this broadcast. God bless you, Brother Mark. We appreciate that. Biological. I think I could hang with that. I really think I could hang with biological. Have a blessed day, sir, and thank you for calling in. And to everybody out there, thanks for tuning in. Hey, remember, you have to like the broadcast. You have to push a button. And if you'd like to support this ministry, make sure you do it. There's a couple of ways you can. Maybe this weekend you'd like to give a little offering to the ministry. Just send it to P.O. Box 100 or go online to omegaradio.org. And on OmegaRadio.org, you can give your gift online. And it was 
If you wanted to mail something in, it's P.O. Box 100, and that is Decatur, Arkansas, and the zip code is 72722. Also, you can go to our website at NWM Global, New Wine Ministry, nwmglobal.org, and give online there as well. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Have a blessed week and a blessed weekend. We'll see you Tuesday, Lord willing, with bells on. Until then, you've been listening to The Watchman right here on Omega Radio on Omega Radio. Have a blessed day. Shalom.